Glenn, welcome to the Long Distance Friends podcast. You are much further long distance than I think anyone else we've had on the show. Yeah, I, uh, where are you? Uh, So I'm in Kentucky. I'm like, yeah, I'm at like the top of Kentucky. Yeah, I'm like mid to bottom Florida right now. Jeez. I made the drive recently. It was like 17 hours with just me and like minimal stops. So it's far. Why? So that actually segues into what I want to talk about. Everyone moved far. Like, and for the most the, part, yeah. Though I look yeah. at it and I'm like, holy shit, so many people like stayed. Yeah. It, it was weird though. Like, those that stayed, like, don't talk to anybody from our high school, don't say a word to you. Like, they'll see you. Like, I've seen like four or five people from high school on the street and they're just like, yeah, but also, like, we were fucking, like, no one was normal in high school. Everybody was fucking weird. Like, yeah, yeah if I knew me again. from high school, like, I have a couple of friends from high school. Like, you and I went to high school together, yeah. but our sisters, both of our older sisters have been best friends since they were, like, 12. Yeah. So we've known each other for, like, a really long time. And I feel like if we hadn't had the, like, basically family connection. I feel like we would have lost touch. Right. Like everybody from high school, unless you were like really close. I think I have like four or five people from high school that like I actually speak to. Like I am, I keep tabs on everybody because I'm like, I love all of you and I love to like see where your lives have gone. But like, we're not close. (laughs) Yeah. So like, that's the weird thing for me. Like, because I obviously stayed, I went to school down here and like stayed by my house. And so, like, everybody that I knew, like, moved on except for Kyle. Mm-hmm. And so everybody moved on. Everybody did their own thing. And nobody has, like, come back or anything. And then I'm getting ready to leave. And as I'm getting ready to leave and, like, go out to Virginia and everything, everybody's starting to come back. But nobody's talking to me. Like, I don't – me and Kyle, don't even, we're not even really, like, friends anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, a – like, yeah. Me and Kyle, the person I was attached to the hip with, were, like – yeah. We're cordial, but we don't like talk. We don't see each other anymore. It's like that. It's, and we live, I live probably 10 minutes from the guy. Jess and I are going to do an episode on like friend breakups because she and I had the same thing happen where like we had the like stupidest like blowout end of friendship. And then I shit you not, two years later, she like texted me out of nowhere and was just like, hey, so that was fucking weird. And like I was kind of in the wrong and like, we were both kind of in the wrong, but like, I'm sorry and I miss you. And I was like, water under the bridge, buddy. What's good? And now we have a podcast. So, oh, like, that's nice. There's I, no I, way to know where the wind blows, you know? No idea. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't see this. I no. didn't see being here in five years. Yeah. I mean, when we were in high school and they told us to make five year plans, I don't think fucking anybody is where they thought they would be. I thought I was going to be a gynecologist and married with maybe a kid and like living my best life. And I'm living my best life, but like not at all what I thought it was going to be. So I got in trouble when I wrote mine. I wrote dead because like it it wasn't like a like, oh, I'm going to go like try to die thing. It was like a I'm going to go join the Marines and probably get sent to Afghanistan and and life expectancy for guys out there is 23. And I was 18. I was like, well, math. Yeah, I'll be fine. And that was where my head was at. I feel like you anticipated joining the Marines straight out of high school. And that isn't what happened. You went to school and now you're joining. So 
How do you think that that makes a difference? Like, do you feel like it's probably going to be a better experience because your brain is a little bit more developed and you've had a little bit more life? Or do you think it would have benefited you more to be like soft, malleable brain straight in there? I think if I went in, the guy who I was in high school, if he went into the Marines, he he would have, he would have like, I, I'm still going to love it either way, but he definitely would have basically been like, oh, this soft, malleable brain, let's just make him like, honestly, I probably would have been doing like really dumb stuff and probably would have gotten myself hurt and trying to do like, I, I would have, I would have been so easily manipulated by the military, by the Marines, by everything that I probably would have made some decisions I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I'm five years down the road, I'm a completely different person. I've gone to five years of school. I have a degree in psychology. I've, you know, like I figured out who I am, what I want to be and how I want to do it. And the Marines are a, like, it's either going to be a career or a stepping stone into what I do next. Right. And either way, I see myself as 10 times better than what I was when I got out of high school. When I got out of high school, when I was in high school, I mean, you remember, I was not the nicest of people. I was not well liked. I, I'm still not very well liked, but I, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> like I, I, that's the, that's the greatest part about like this whole like five years and everything is like, I really don't care what people say or think anymore. Like, I'm just like, yeah. cool. That's your, that's, that's you. I don't care. Yeah. And I mean, it's I'm a not. hard lesson to learn because you know, when you're young, all you want to do is fit in and be like everybody else. And, you know, Jess and I were talking where I was like, I am the bell curve. Like I am the bell of the bell curve. I'm just like every other girl, but at the same time, I'm not going to like force myself to wear the same clothes as everybody else just because they're wearing them. Like I'm going to wear what I feel comfortable in and not care if you're looking at me and you're like, you look like shit. Like, guess what? I'm comfortable. Okay. I'm cozy. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to impress anybody. And I think that's the big thing is it's like you spend your whole youth trying to impress everybody to feel like you belong. And then with age comes the freedom to say, I just like the things that I like. I don't like them because someone else does. I like them because I really enjoy the flavor of pumpkin spice. It's delicious. That's great that it's popular and a lot of other people like it, but like, I fucking love pumpkin spice. Whereas like, I feel like when you're in high school, you're like, oh my, I love Converse because everybody's wearing Converse. They're so uncomfortable. No, my feet are flat and wide. They fucking hurt. It's, it's really funny. Cause like the reason, like I I obviously was me in high school, but like the other reason I felt like people don't like me was because like, it was like, oh, go left. And I was like, no, fuck you. I'm going right. Like I was, I was that guy. But also I will say even now, like I'm 23 going on 24 and like people still do that. Like, that's why I'm not friends with a lot of people now is because they're just like, oh, well, everybody else is doing this. Let's just go do that. I'm like, why the fuck would I do that when I can go have fun? Like I can go enjoy myself and enjoy my time or Mm -hmm. I can go do what they're doing and be miserable. I'm going to choose this. This sounds more fun. And like, I still find like people won't hang out with me because I'm like that. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. But like, then those aren't your people. Exactly. Which I got to tell you about this weird, like, I I shouldn't say weird. It was an interesting thing that happened at the gym. So I'm at the gym and I'm working out and doing my thing. I'm X, Y, Z. And there is this older gentleman who I see at the gym all the time. And uh, I introduce myself to him because we finally had a second to have the conversation. And I find out his son is going to uh, the OST, trying to go to OCS next year, doing the same thing that I'm doing for the Marines. So we have a conversation and then I go, 
I get done with my workout and I'm getting ready to leave. And he pulls me aside. He goes, hey, man, this is going to sound weird, but I needed a second to talk with you. I've seen you in the gym a lot. He goes, there's something different about you. I'm like, what? He goes, it's not the sort of thing. It's not that you're very respectful. It's not how you work. Out. It's just something about you. When I look at you and people all around, and we've all had conversations about this. When all of us look at you, there's something different about you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, like you follow the beat. Like he goes, it's more than that. You follow the beat to your own drum. It's more of, he goes, when I look at you, I see somebody who is, on the outside and is okay with it he goes you could be walking outside and you're like it you're don't mind you don't want to be a part of society but you'll do it if you have to he goes and he goes hold on to that he goes i don't know if you have faith i don't know if you're like religious or spiritual or anything but he goes i personally believe that everything happens for a reason he goes i think this conversation needed to happen because i felt incredibly drawn to tell you this and then he just left I was like, I, I was sitting there in the gym. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. What in the world? And then that's when I actually hit you up. I was just like, hey, can I do your podcast? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's because that's something that like, I think, you know, for years, my motto has been everything happens exactly how it's supposed to exactly when it's supposed to. And I mean, you know, we've both gone through some like really tough shit for years. And I feel like the older I get and the further I get from those things and when new things happen, I'm able to look at them with the lens of gratitude because if I didn't experience those things, like I wouldn't be able to have the joy that I feel with the mundane things because I don't take them for granted. And I don't think you do either. Like I think we both are able to look at things and be like, I can recognize that this is shitty, but I can also recognize that like, hey, this was shitty. And now I need to look at the other things that are bringing me joy and happiness that other people aren't yet able to appreciate that. Like I can appreciate a bad day because I get to have a bad day. I have people that will never get to have a bad day again. And then it makes the good day feel that much better. That was like, that was the big thing. I think that me, you, Maddie, Michaela, but maybe me and you, because like Maddie, Michaela, I will say Michaela and Maddie very much like are a lot better with just like, oh yeah, no, like that's a bad memory. I'm going to take that and throw that away. That doesn't exist here. Right. And then me and you were like, oh, what the fuck? We both were like the younger sibling with just riddled with anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And that, (laughs) like, it, it was the anxiety and it was also like, you obviously saw your traumatic shit and I had my traumatic shit and I'm sitting there. I'm like, yo, nobody really gets it. And that was at like 13. And right. I was just like, the fuck is wrong with this kid? And I'm like, y'all don't get it. Like this, this thing that we're living can be gone like that. Yeah. And people are like, no, it can't. We're 13. I'm like, right. Having a strong sense of morality as a teenager is fucking wild. Yeah. The the bad part is I've gone full pendulum swing back and now I'm just like, yeah, I can die. But like, Will I? Will I? Yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) with like the current situation that I'm in where like, um, I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but like I have a sibling who is in a vegetative state and got into a car accident about five months ago. And basically the hospital has said like, we've done everything that we can. And he's younger than me. And, you know, I've lost a lot of people before, but you don't anticipate losing your siblings. And like part of healing for me is like, I've already written, you know, the Instagram post for when he passes, you know, it was 2am and I was able to like wake up and just be like, no one has ever fought for me as hard as my brother did. And like, we would literally beat the shit out of each other, like full on beat the shit out of each other wrestling on the floor. But if somebody on the outside 
was hurtful to me. He was the first person in my corner that was like, I will kill you. And like, you, you don't know what it's like to lose that person until you do. And like, I've had the sense of morality for myself of like, my life could end at any minute, but I've never been able to like conceptualize my siblings having that, like my parents, they're going to die one day. It's anticipated that your parents are going to die before you. My grandparents are going to die before me. All of the people that I've lost, it made sense that they were going to die. They were older than me. They'd had more life than me. This person hasn't. And so now it's like full spectrum where I'm like, wow, all of us could just fucking anytime. Oh yeah. And like, I'm doing well with it. Like I've been grieving ahead of time. And like, I've been working with my therapist on it, but like, I'm grateful that I've had the experiences that I've had because it has helped ease me into this one of like, oh, this is going to suck. I mean, I drive home from work at one in the morning, listening to Noah Khan, you're going to go far and just like ugly sob. Cause I'm like our last conversation, he was like, I'm so proud of you for getting out of fucking Florida because it's really just gone downhill. And like, I'm so proud of you for like getting out and growing up and making something for yourself. And like, I'm glad that you left us behind because you had to. And I was like, then I heard that song and I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I'm not an emotional dad. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm getting shit because the light sucks. But so I uh, got a phone call recently from, and you remember the story about Greg, like his, his passing, like yeah. all that, um, like, so I'll explain it real quick. Might be people. When I was 13, my closest friend in the world passed away on my birthday. It was a freak accident. He was 13. That's kind of when like life hit and was like, hey, by the way, like you can be 13 and die. And I was like, no, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, me and him, the reason why I, I joined the military is because me and him at six years old said we wanted to be in the military together. When I got my acceptance into OCS for the Marines, his dad called me because my dad called him and he said, I just want to let you know that I'm so incredibly proud of you. And I know Greg would be so incredibly proud of you. When I tell you I broke down, like I ugly cried in the middle of class. Because that's when he called. I was in class. It was like the last class of the week. And I stepped outside because I had started to cry. I stepped outside. I was just ugly crying. It was so bad. My professor walked out. This poor little five foot innocent lady. It's like her second year teaching. And I'm sitting there ugly crying. Like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, and I explained to her and she goes, take your time. Walks back inside and just lets me sit out there. I sat out there for a good 20 minutes. I came back and rejoined class. Like nothing happened. She didn't say a word. And I was just like, one, the fact that she did that, she didn't have to do that. She could have been like, hey, suck it up, deal with it, come back in. But the fact that she like let me have that moment was yeah. like I I will she'll never know how grateful I was because I I couldn't look her in the eyes and tell her like yeah. I was so embarrassed. But just the amount of like emotion that his words had toward like to me I was just like holy crap like I didn't realize like somewhere the kid inside of me needed to hear that right and like that I think that was all like I I I held on to hit the grief of his death for a long time. I think that was like all of it finally just like hit. you're good, you're done. Yeah. yeah. That's everything. And I was just like, grief is a really interesting thing. And like I know you have probably studied it a lot and have lived it, but like there is no timeline for grief, you know? So it's like I I laugh because you and I are very much the same where we're like, I'm completely fine. And then all of a sudden it's 4 a.m. I'm dry heaving, sobbing. And then 30 minutes later, I'm like, lol. 
anyways, back to normal, like tiki. And then seeing other people who have like a much more prevalent and persistent grief where it's like a state that they live in for a long time. And I'm like, just disassociate. What do you mean? Like just compartmentalize it, deal with it in, in the midnights and do something else. And that there's no right or wrong way to grieve, but it's so nice that like a couple years after those things happen, I feel like you get some sort of like sign that's just like, hey, look, you've made it. It's okay. Look, you did the thing, you know, you're, you're out of it. And like, you're doing really well. And these moments that we grieve, the people that we grieve, the versions of ourselves that we grieve, we're able to stand at that point and look back and go, I've made them proud. And the whole time getting here, I didn't see it and I didn't feel it. And it sucked. But now I'm I'm on the other side. And to be able to get there and look at it and go, we made it. Like that deserves a pat on the back. I think it really does. No, that was like definitely the other side was just like, wow. But to your disassociating. Yeah, I like this is kind of I'm all around. I'm all over the place today. But so like freshman and sophomore year of college, I don't nobody really like saw me all that much because I was, you know, doing my thing. But I was I went into freshman year of college at six one and 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. I left freshman year at 130 because I was like, I was depressed. Like, I'll, I'll, I can fully admit I was I wasn't like, Oh, like I wasn't suicidal depressed. I was just like, this really just sucked. Like yeah. everything, I got no joy out of anything. It was just like doing the same thing over and over again. I felt nothing towards anything. And sophomore year rolls around and like, we're like, I'm still playing the cross. We're moving and grooving, doing our thing. And then COVID hit mm-hmm. and like COVID hit. And I don't know what the hell happened, but COVID hit, finished classes. Everything was on fire. And I'm sitting there, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not depressed anymore. And then I started, like, I went from eating one meal a day to six meals a day. And I started going to the gym. And I started, like, I came back that year. I went from 135 pounds to 190 in that summer and just swelled up. But the other crazy part was I was happy. Like, I, like, we were doing the cross practice and I'm running up and down the field. And I just had the stupidest smile on my face. And we're running a 600 meter sprint. I'm just smiling the whole time. Like, this is great. Like. I can, I can do it. Like I, I woke run. up. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I'm alive. Yeah. And it's, I, and the craziest part about all of that is since that has happened, since that 2021 or 2020, like everything hits, I haven't really had like the, cause I've been waiting for, it. I'm like, okay, we're still riding high. We're still riding high. We're still happy. Still happy. When is it going to hit? When is the like, Hey, second shoe drops, you're back in that. And it just, it's, it hasn't come. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, part of me is still like, it's been three years, but it can still come, it can still show up. And I, you know me, I we're very much similar in this way where like I, every therapist I've ever had is like, you are constantly living, waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I've, I've had a similar experience with like the past couple of years. Like I got off of, I had been on antidepressants since I was 12 years old. I got off of them in 2021 and like, don't get me wrong. I have days that are not sunshine and happiness and like I'm experiencing grief, but I've built a support system. Like I'm taking care of myself in other ways. I'm no longer in environments that are adding to a mental space that's negative and that's depressed and that's in pain. And so I had a therapist look at me and I was like, you know, my life is going so good. I'm just kind of waiting for it to all get taken away. And she was like, but what if it doesn't? What if it only gets better? What if you've suffered so much that now you get to experience like the joy 
what if it keeps getting better and you'll feel bad sometimes, but like, what if life is good? And I was like, oh, fuck you. I don't know. That wasn't what I was prepared for. You're sitting there like, do you you know my life? Have you looked at the story so far? Like, have you have you read? But now that you're an adult, you get to be the author. When you're a child, you aren't writing your story. You are existing in a story that's already been written and is preparing you to write your own. But yeah, once you turn like 20, 21, 22, you start finishing up school, the previous authors are going, okay, you get to write your own now. Like, I'm going to stop writing, figure it out. And now you get to choose, is it going to continue through that path of like trials? Or are you going to walk out of it and be like, okay, I'm going to take what I learned. I'm still learning. I'm still a baby adult, but happiness is a choice. Like genuinely your perception changes your reality. So if I wake up every day going, it's going to be a good day and I'm going to make someone laugh. I'm going to find joy. You're going to live a joyful life. But if you don't wake up with that and you're just like another day, yeah, it's probably going to suck. And I think we both have the blessing of getting to realize that young because I look at a lot of people that have had really beautiful upbringings that are now experiencing their first like real trials and hard times and are like, this is just going to suck forever. And I'm like, no, it gets better. You just have like, it's the mandatory like 10 years of bullshit. Merry Christmas. Have fun. This is the mandatory 10 years of your life. Basically, it's just, yeah, and you got to get over it. And it's a, when you're in that hell, when you're in, when you're going through that, it's like, oh my God, this is never going to end. And then you get out and you look back and you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) Yeah. And then the next time you go through anything like that, you're like, we've done this. We got this. But like you said, for people who have never had that, it's like, oh my God, like, it's so terrible. It's like, dude, that's a fuck. Like, it'll be fine. I had, and I had a coworker who I worked with and like, he had the most mild thing happen to him. And I, it was like, I can't remember what it was, but he's sitting there. He's like, my world's going to end. I'm not going to have a job anymore. I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have that. I'm like, dude, calm down. Mm. He goes, how can you be calm when they're talking about like, because they were talking about selling the company that we were working at. It never happened. And I was like, dude, if they you'll get a new job, company, like, yeah, if they sell the company, you'll get a new job. He goes, yeah, but like how, like, I guess I can move with my parents. Cause like, that's an option. But like, what, what, do I, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do at the time? I'm like, buddy, friend, take a breath. This is part of life. Yeah. This is part of life. And he goes, how are you so calm about this? I'm like, because I know two things for a fact. One, I'm going to go to bed tonight. Two, I'm going to maybe wake up in the morning. And then the third one is I still have a job right now. I still got to do this. So I don't get fired. Like the maybe getting fired, I'll push that off. That's tomorrow's problem. Right now we got a job to do. Like we, we need to not get fired now. And like from then on, he would come to me with his like his problems. He was just like, dude, like I'm having like this personal problem in my life. And I'm like, dude, just look at it this way. He goes, holy shit, that's awesome. Sometimes you need that person. And like one person's mountain might be somebody else's anthill. And like, that's just how the journey goes. And so like, there's like, we really can't judge because it's like, I'm sure that someone looks at what I've been through and is like, that's fucking nothing. You're upset about that. And it's like, hey, it was what was hard for me. But I'm able to give perspective to others and others are able to give perspective to me. And like, it's just how we roll. That's, yeah. You being salsa, we're just, we're weird creatures. Yeah. We're, we're very weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's just, having that ability to have that perspective like you were talking about is 
fantastic. Like I love the ability that like by the grace of the universe, we got that just, it's awesome that we got that at such a young age, but at the same time getting there sucked, having it rocks. Yeah. Um. Oh, this goes back to the first topic of like everybody leaving. Like, so I had like you and uh, Kyle and Jonathan, like all those people who are like my core like group of like, if I had something going on, Right. I didn't have to tell you guys. I just would, would be like, something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, something's going on. You guys would be like, okay, cool. When you're ready to talk about it, we'll be here. For the right. moment, you want to go do something stupid? And yeah. like that was living life when that got ripped away mm-hmm. or taken away or moved away or whatever. That like first three months when everybody, because like we had just started college, everybody was at different schools, everybody was doing different stuff and like nobody really had time. Mm-hmm. That like three month period of like, your support group doesn't exist anymore, buddy. Like, this is the real world. And it was just like, like, I, I physically felt sick to my stomach mm-hmm. trying to find new people to talk to about that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, they won't understand it. Nobody gets this. Only these people understood me. Right. What's going to happen? They're going to look at me like I'm crazy. And then I finally started to like, it, it was, I finally started to open up to some guys on my, like, on my lacrosse team at first. And they were like, dude, yeah, no, like, I get it. And I was just like, you what? They were like, yeah, no, like, I understand what you're saying. Here's what I've been through so that we can relate. And I was just like, oh, I'm not alone, am I? Yeah, and that makes me so happy because, like, Jess and I have talked about it on here of, like, so many guys don't have guy friends that they talk to about their life and their feelings. And it's like, you see all of these guys in the world that are struggling with their emotions and their feelings and they don't talk to people or the only person they talk to is like their partner or they become friends with a woman. And then women are very frequently, like all of my girlfriends, we talk about our feelings. We talk about all of these like deeper level things. So like friendships then build that and they're like, oh, like I must be in love with you. And it's like, no, you just need to talk about your fucking feelings. Like- it doesn't make you less of a human being to be like, I need to talk about my feelings and I feel big things and I feel really happy and I feel really sad and I need to cry. And like, it's so important. It's so fucking important. Like I have dated people where I'm like, what do you mean? You don't just have like three friends that you're in a group chat with that you're like, here's exactly what's going on today. And they're like, that's just not a thing. And I'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? I would die without my like network and you have to grow it like that's part of growing up is you have to build a bigger network you can't come to the same person with all of your heavy shit you gotta like even the load and like spread it out it's great so I'm very proud of you for that I think you should be very proud of yourself because you're like miles ahead of most people because of that yeah the sucky here's the oh yeah here's the sucky part because you know how life is the sucky part with that is like i stopped playing the cross Mm -hmm. in 2021 because like my grandmother passed away and i stopped playing the cross because i was just like yeah there's no joy in it like i i I was just like i don't want to do this anymore yeah like because she used to come to all my games even when i played in college she was at every game right and then she like i went to play another game and she wasn't there and i was like Yeah. yeah no i can't nope I was like, I'm out, done. See yeah. you, coach. And I was just like, hey, I need to take like personal time. My entire network that was that team stopped talking to me. Yeah. Like, gone. I was like, I, as time has gone on, and I like, I have kind of a group, and like, I will talk about it. Mm-hmm. Moreover, instead of me talking about this stuff, 
a lot of them actually come to me and they put all the heavy shit that they're dealing with on me. And I sit there and I'm just like, this feel like I can support this. Like I can support. You are allowed to set boundaries though. Like you are allowed to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm not in the space right now where I can hold this. Like, I I just want to emphasize because I, you know me, I used to do the same thing. And then I was like, why am I suddenly buried under mountains of stuff so oh yeah that, but that's the weird thing like I don't feel buried I don't feel like overwhelmed by it it's just like yeah. I, I have like four or five of my guy friends who like they're like dude like like one of my one of my friends I won't say his name but like his mom like his biological mom just died mm-hmm. and like yeah he didn't know her yeah she was an alcoholic yeah she was abusive and all this stuff but like that's still apparent it's still apparent and he will not talk to it with anyone except for me and I'm yeah. like dude like I, I get it. Like, I'm easy to talk to. You seriously need to talk to somebody else. Like, talk. You, yeah. His girlfriend, who wants to tell it. Like, his girlfriend doesn't even know that she passed away. Nobody in our friend group knows. And he's sitting there, like, telling it on me. I'm like, dude, you need to let this out to everybody. Like, you need yeah. to air it all out. Cause, and I, I, I'm having to tell all of them, like, you guys got to realize, like, I'm leaving for the Marines. I'm not going to be able to contact you for 10 weeks. Yeah. And they're like, like the look on the, some of their faces is like, oh my God, like I can't, they're, that, and I'm like, it's, it's not about, it's not personal to you. Like, I'm not doing it to like get away from you guys. I'm doing it because this is my dream. But like, you guys got to talk to your significant others. You got to talk to your friends. You guys got to all, and like, it got to the point where I put all, because all of them would text me personally. I put all of them in a group chat together. I was like, all five of Hi, you guys. this is your new group <laughs> while I'm away. <laughs> I was like, all five of you guys need to start talking about your stuff, or I will start putting like screenshots of all the conversations we've had in this group chat because you guys need to have this conversation. Yeah. And like, I I muted the I muted the group chat because like I was at work. I come back, I unmute it, and there was like 150 messages, and they're like actually like talking about their stuff and they're dealing with their stuff. And I'm like, Hi, welcome to group therapy. Hi, my name is Glenn. Welcome to the group. And but they're like dealing with their stuff, and like we have guys like one of the guys in our group he's 28 years old he served in the military and he has ptsd like he we cannot light fireworks off of this guy this was probably we started having all these conversations and stuff in june july 4th came around and he felt comfortable enough with our group to have us light off fireworks around him that's what like this has done and i'm like cool and then now they're adding more of their guy friends so like and also some girls because they're like it's it's actually starting to get to the point where it's not just guys who are having these issues where they won't talk and they won't say stuff because like girls girls and friendships like you know how girls and friends are like in your early 20s where it's just like are they my friend are they being fake do i know what's going on and right. there's us guys who are just like, dude, like, I'm just happy. Like, life yeah. is good. I'm existing. If I have a problem, guess what? I'm either going to take it on or I'm going to throw it to the group. And then we have girls who are like, are in, we have a group chat. It's like, I think, 10 people at this point. And it's like literally just for, hey, I'm going through this. Has one, has anybody gone through this and can help or something similar? And two, can somebody just come and stick by me for like five yeah. minutes? Like, I just need somebody here. And it's like, yeah, we got you. Like, somebody will always be there. And if somebody isn't, somebody is willing to make a phone call. Somebody's willing to do this. And it's like seeing that all of us as a adults can come together and have this group and this like close knitness is like wow we we did it we got here that makes me so happy like i i love that you're doing well i know that we're like kind of running out of time but like i am genuinely so proud of like how far you've come i hope that you pat yourself on the back every so often you know me i don't yeah well i i'm telling (laughs) you to so sorry okay well okay i will try i'm actually really proud of you you moved several states away. I know. And I just keep moving. 
Yeah, you keep going further. I need you to fuck. Like, I, I say that as my ass is asking to be shipped to Germany. For yeah, my first you're citizen. going further. Like, be fucking for real, Glenn. You're just leaving <laughs> yeah. the country. Yeah, but like, I didn't get out of Florida like the rest of you. I stayed yeah. here and now I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to leave. And <laughs> like, right. it's like, go far. And it's so but, funny though, because like you stayed and you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And I left and like genuinely before that conversation with my brother, I was like, my goal has always been to like move to central Florida because it's far enough from home that I can like have my own life, but close enough that like I can be there for my family and watch my siblings grow up and like all of these things. And then after having that conversation with him of like, we will all always be here, move, go live your life. Like if you really decide that this is where you want to be, come back. But like, everyone will always be here. You can always reach us. You can always visit. That doesn't mean that you have to like, you turn your life to come back. Like Theo Vaughn talks about it too, where he's like, you'll never regret leaving because you can always come back, but you'll regret not going and seeing, you know, you you can always come back and decide if you want to come home. But if you never leave, you'll never know. Like, I'm really am proud of you for like all of that you've done and like, you're out here you are living you are like living your life like a lot of people that i know who left are just spinning their wheels somewhere until they decide to come back you're out here like i'm going to like you you've always been the person where it's just like when you put your mind to something it's happening like whether there's a mountain and a storm in your way or not it is happening and like the other thing with you talking about like you can always come back my parents for as long as i can remember have always told me two things like follow your dream and if it fails you can always come back Right. My mom, my mom looked at me and she goes, Glenn, you could be 35, get out of the military, be like, I'm about to be homeless and you can move back in here with us. She right. goes, would I want you to have to do that? No. Would I still love you just the same if you had to do it? Yes. And she goes, now, however, that does not mean that you can stay here rent free. Your right. ass better get a job and start paying for it and do that. Because I, I was just like, well, yeah, no, I'm not. I would hope right. that at that point in my life, I wouldn't be like, I'm just going to hang out rent free and not have to yeah. pay for anything. Like, I'm a 30-year-old adult. I feel like I should be like... I can pay for stuff, but yeah. having that little, like little ability, like if, if all else fails, if everything mm-hmm. goes to hell. Like if I, if I bet on the wrong horse and I lose it all, I always have, like, I can always go home. Right. And, but that was the, that was the other big thing with me at least is like my, cause like my sister went home right. and like, she didn't like, she didn't bet and lose, but like she got married and she's still got trying to get on her feet and stuff. She lives at home. I've always had the option to go home that I've never wanted to use. Yeah. And it's not a matter of pride. It's not a matter of like, oh, I'm better than anybody else. It's more of like the person that I am at home and the person that I am when I'm on my own are two incredibly different people. And I need to I need to be the other guy. And it sounds selfish. It could sound bad to some people like I need to be that person where it's like I'm my own individual. I can think my own way. I can figure this stuff out on my own. I need that. And the great thing about the military for me is that I'll be an officer. I'll be able to I'll be able to be on my own. And on my own in different countries while also having it where I have like pay people there to support me, people there who look up to me and all those things. So be like being a parent and an adult at the same time without having the responsibility of being a parent or an adult. I'm just in charge of 18 to 27 year olds and making sure that they don't do anything dumb. And that's pretty easy. You just tell them not to do anything dumb. And then when they do something dumb, you cover it up. Well, Kind of, but like, don't just cover it up. Like you also have to be like, this was dumb. Don't do it again. Well, Learn yeah, from that. your mistakes. Yeah. So. I'm talking like, well, I'm more of a like, I'll handle it. We don't need to let like, 
somebody really high up be like that guy did something dumb and she's like no no no, i got it it's good we got him he, he yeah. didn't do anything he saw nothing and like that was um it's it's crazy it's crazy like how, where life has gone for everybody not just yeah. like for me or for you but like for like your sister has a kid she does my sister is married she You're, is like i mean well we all knew she was gonna marry the guy like that's spirit yeah she brought him home and it was just like yeah they're getting married I told my mom, like, I they they weren't even dating yet. I was like, she's going to marry that one. And your sister's getting married. And, like, and like people we went to high school with are getting married. And people we went to high school with are having kids. And it's just like, when did we become the adult? Am I behind or am I ahead? Or are we all at the same place? Like, genuinely, there's no, there's really no, like, milestone, like, I mean, there's milestones, but like, there's no guidebook for like where you should be because the guidebooks all say that you should be in one place and like, it's bullshit. Like yeah. just do something. Just don't be stagnant is the best you can do. You never stop looking in the mirror and being like, I'm 16. What am I doing here? And then being like, I, I'm a 35 year old, 16 year old. What do you mean? And like, it's, you do grow up, you do, you know, develop. And if you don't develop, then, you know there's concern. You never stop being the versions of yourself that you were before. You know, you're 23. And also every other version of you that ever existed is still in you. You don't just wake up and all of those versions of you don't exist. Yeah. No, you're not wrong, actually. That's it's like a mind fuck. It's such a mind fuck, but like Yeah, I never because like you don't think about that. Average people don't think about that. Right, right. The people that are like, death is coming, and I'm very much aware of it. They think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those uh, people. Those of us who are like, I'm going to kick the bucket. It's going to happen. It could be tomorrow. It could be in 30 years. It could be in 100 years. I don't know. Every version of myself, wow. You know, actually, yeah, that yeah, that makes that tracks, actually. So that I do sense. have to ask you the stereotypical question, because you are joining the military. Are you going to get married in the next six months? Probably not. Wow. <laughs> so proud yeah my mom my mom has several times looked at me and be like stay away from car dealerships and strip clubs i'm like i've never been to a strip club and i don't want to buy a car no it'll probably be within like the next year imagine right. you know, it could be crazy when i become a dad yeah i that'll be something <laughs> like i'm excited i'm excited to see how that all plays out again like with everybody i'm like i love seeing all this i have girlfriends that have had kids and are having kids and like it makes me so happy to like see them go through that transition and then I have friends that are like I'll probably never have kids but like I love being part of your network when you have them and like it it is so special you know it's not for everybody but for the people that it's for it it really is like such a blessing to watch them go through that transformation it took me a long time to be like I want to have kids yeah it's like I for I, I was terrified of being my dad and I was just like no I'm good I'll just avoid it. Yeah. She won't have kids. I'll be a cool uncle. Coolest uncle you ever meet. I don't know. Like I, this is going to sound cheesy as shit and corny as hell, but like I met the right person and I was just like, I don't like, I could, I could have kids with you and I wouldn't want to throw you or the kids out the window. And like, I, that that's messed up to say, but like, that's how my head works. No, but that's so important. Like I, I think I talked about it on the first episode or maybe the second one of like my whole life revolved around, I want to have kids. And then I hit a point where I was like, I was dating people where I was like, I, am I dating you because I just want to hit a milestone at a certain time? And then having to actually look at it and be like, okay, well, this person would be so good with like 
taking care of me after I give birth and then being like, but are they going to be a good co-parent for the rest of my life? Is this someone that if my kid was to be a carbon copy of that I would be proud of and that I would feel pride that this is the adult that I have developed and like having to look in the mirror and be like, no, like I'm at a point where I want kids, but I have to be with someone that I'm like, God, I want to have kids with you because I I just like, I haven't, I haven't had that click where it's like, I thought that I did. And then I looked back at it and I was just like, no, it was just like exciting to have somebody be like, I want the same things as you. And then when it was like, oh, we don't want the same things. It was like heartbreaking, but it was more heartbreaking because I felt lied to. And so I am excited to, to get to, to meet that person and, and have that moment, but it'll come when it comes. And it was, again, your twenties is, it's such a fucking wild place. And it's one of the beautiful things of having this platform is getting to talk to all of my different friends and all of Jess's friends that are at different stages in our twenties, where like some of us started in the same place. Some of us met along the way and like, none of us are in the same spot. And all of these people on social media that are like, I'm 22 and I own a home and I make $400,000 and I'm married with six kids. Like that's not real. That's not real. I am a homeowner in my early twenties, but like, honestly, it was kind of impulsive. Like it was a decision that I was like, interest rates will go down, but prices won't. And everybody's telling me that I should do this and fuck it. Why not? I probably could have put that money towards traveling more and going around the world, but that money will be there and come back. And like, then when I get to travel the world, it'll be with a partner and I'll get to have a more luxurious visit than being like, I'm backpacking solo because that's not ideal for me. What's ideal for me is having a home that I can turn into a studio and create a hobby that's going to fulfill me and entertain and provide, I don't know, comfort and entertainment to others. So, Well, also like I've watched a couple of the podcasts and like you put a lot of stuff that a lot of us like early to mid 20 year olds put a lot of the stuff that I feel like a lot of us are feeling into words. And like, that's also why I asked you if I could join because like, or like, like hop in and be a guest because like there's stuff that I've seen and done and been a part of where it's like nobody put it into words and Mm -hmm. I feel like nobody wants to put it into words. So might as well just be like, this is the word vomit. Hopefully it makes sense for you. Hopefully, like you could tell me, hey, only one person's going to make sense of it. Cool. I touched one person. That's all that matters. Exactly. And like something that I realized is all of the podcasts that I have been listening to for the past five years are all women in their thirties. So they're giving advice because they're like, I've already lived through it. And I'm like, yes, you lived through it, but it was 10 years ago. So like some of these nuances are different. And now there's not that many podcasts that are like normal people in their twenties. Like the people in their twenties that have podcasts are influencers that are like making a lot of money and doing whatever. And I'm like, I want to talk to my friends and people I care about and people who I aspire to be and people that interest me because I'm a 23-year-old woman who is going through these things in real time and is learning the lessons. And like, I've done the research, so like, I know what I need to learn from it. But there's a difference between listening to somebody going through it in the moment and listening to somebody who went through it five, 10 years ago. Yeah, that's- I'm still going to listen to them. I still love them. I still learn from them. But like, there's a different comfort of being like, hey, you're going through this at the same time. I'm also going through this. And I don't want to listen to like, back in my day, I want to listen to today. I'm going through this and I just need to feel heard and seen. And I'm here to feel and see. The other side of it is 
like yeah and i listen to like the guys who i listen to on podcasts are like 35 38 42 year olds and a lot of them because of me going in the military a lot of them are veterans Mm -hmm. but like and they're talking about their experiences in, in the military and their experiences before the military and their experiences in life. And I'm like, this is so long ago that like you guys and but they they talk about it. they're like and because they they're like, we know we have like younger listeners and like you guys are in a completely different world than we were 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's and they acknowledge it. But nobody like like you said, nobody who is our age, who isn't an influencer is like talking about like, you know, I have a bunch of debt right now. I don't know how I'm going to figure that out. But I don't know how to go grocery shopping. Bro, grocery shopping the first like five it's times. Tough. Was like, I was like, I want to get all the snacks because I never got to have snacks. And now I'm like, well, that's healthy. That's healthy. That's on sale. Thank you. That's on sale. Oh, like I, I went to the shopping. grocery store and I bought $100 worth of meat. Like I literally, I went to Sam's Club and I just bought ground beef and chicken breasts and different proteins because I was like the number one thing I hate buying is meat because I don't know what to do with it so I'm just gonna buy a bunch freeze it and like over the next couple months start like actually nourishing myself because I bought 25 pounds of dried rice that's great but like I can't just eat rice like I'm my hair will start falling out again if you want I have like multiple recipes for send them, different types send of them my way I got you I'll I'll tell you about them but anyways Glenn, it has been such a pleasure. I will have to get you on again after you're what? in in the military and who knows, maybe a year from now you'll be back and you'll be married and have so much to share with us. Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> I will let you know. Well, listen in and we'll record after. But right. I will have a good one, guys. Oh.